Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today's episode of Weird Work is sponsored by the good folks over at HubSpot Academy. Look, whether you're a professional hand model, wingman, or LSD microdosing coach, there's one thing you're going to need to know, how to market and sell your work. HubSpot Academy helps you be successful in whatever career you choose. They offer free lessons and entire courses on everything from blogging to user experience to inbound marketing and sales and even Facebook marketing. Get your free training at HubSpot.com weird. That's HubSpot.com weird. All right, weirdos, let's get to the show. If you've wanted yet feared to do work that is weird, this is the show you just need to hear. Imagine for a minute you're on a beach. The sun's raining down all that juicy vitamin D, and there you are, wearing long black gloves and an SPF hooded sweatshirt. Well, that's the type of commitment and sacrifice it takes to be one of the world's top hand models. When I think of hand models, the first thing that comes to mind is the movie Zoolander and that infamous world's greatest hand model scene in the cemetery. You're J.P. Pruitt. The world's greatest hand model. Once upon a time, things change. Thanks to this homemade hyperbaric chamber, my sweet baby never did. <laughs> so I jump at the chance to ask real-life hand model Ashley Covington what life's really like. And I learn how this type of modeling gave her the helping hand she needed to pursue her own passion. I'm Sam Balter, and this is Weird Work. Now let's listen to them speak About their jobs, which are quite unique Weird Work I'm a big fan of the movie Zoolander, so I just, I got to know if you're sitting there wearing like a hermetically sealed protective glass case around your hands, like David Duchovny's character. Absolutely, I am. And my hands are also resting on red velvet pillows. Come on now. <laughs> what do you think? I, that's what I assumed. I assumed that they, they just are constantly sealed away from the terrible world outside. Well, I'm taking, I'm taking a chance today. I don't have gloves on right now because I feel pretty safe in my apartment. But normally, if I'm out in the world, I do have on gloves. They're just um, black parade gloves. I figured out white gloves don't work very well after one trip on the subway system in New York because then they were black gloves. So ever since then, I've stuck with black gloves. And then I have a SPF hoodie on that I wear to just protect from the sun because my arms can't tan either. Like what are you worried that might damage your hands outside? Well, I'll tell you the reason I started wearing gloves. 
I was going on an audition and I was riding the subway and the audition was right at the 23rd Street station in New York City. So basically I'd get off the subway, go right upstairs, walk in, do the audition. Easy peasy, right? Yeah. So I was getting my nails all ready on the subway system, you know, oiling, jazzing, you know, final touches, that sort of thing. (laughs) And as I was waiting to get off the subway, this woman pushed her way on and she sort of scraped my hand with all of her rings and I got a cut and I was bleeding a little bit and well, <laughs> did, you, obviously, did you yell at her? Yes. I was like, ah, but she's lost in the crowd, you know, and I get <laughs> I, I get off the subway and I'm like, no. And people are looking at me like, what are you talking about, girl? You have like the tiniest little scratch on your finger. That's no big deal. And I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> and uh, I went upstairs and very obviously did not get the job. Um, and that was the day that I realized if I'm out in public, they're just like people walking down the street. You don't think about it. You brush your hand against a, a wall. You hit your hand on, you know, walking around a corner, somebody with a briefcase bumps into you, somebody with a ring scratches your finger. Like these are things that are like so minuscule and like I never even noticed before I started hand modeling. Because look at your hands. How many little tiny dings and scratches are there that you don't even know where they came from? Oh, my my hands are covered in scratches. Right? Like I, I cook, yeah. so basically I'm always burning and I'm clumsy. Yes. Um, so I'm always yeah, me burning too, Me too, me <laughs> too. <laughs> so wait, even when you're out at a party, do you, do you wear gloves and things like that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> I went to my friend's wedding in Tulum. Oh my gosh. So I'm on the beach. They're getting married on the the beach in Tulum and I am wearing uh, you know a cute little summer sundress and a black SPF hoodie with gloves <laughs> and there were some people like actually a very dear friend of mine Gabby I met her at this wedding and I remember she, she finally talked to me she came over to me and she's like all right we gotta know girl what's going on like what what whoa you're you, you're very interesting. <laughs> do you just do you just like rip your gloves off and you're like just check out these hands? <laughs> yeah, to have a little light behind my hand that glows and an orchestra goes ah to you know yeah no. <laughs> Usually, um, it's really funny because like in New York, especially like I'd have people come up to me on the street and I always expect the germaphobe things. Yeah, you know, like for people to say, "Oh, you're wearing gloves. You're a germaphobe." You know. But I do got to say, ever since I started wearing gloves, I haven't gotten as sick as I used to. I don't get my annual sore throat. So germaphobes are on to something with the gloves. But uh, so people would come up to me. And the craziest thing is some people would actually come up and say, do you have leprosy? <laughs> uh, what? I think they kind of got rid of that. But I would always say, yes, I do. Can I have a hug? And then they'd you know, run away. I like how also it's like all of a sudden you do like one strange things like wear gloves and everybody has a bunch of questions. Oh, yes. It's crazy. I'm like, seriously, just for wearing gloves around? Okay, whatever. Okay. So I got to know and like, please, you know, don't be humble. You're a professional. Yeah. What makes your hands so suited to hand modeling? Well, the way my hands look, obviously, that's sort of like a base mode for a hand model. You got to have good looking hands. You know what I mean? Like I don't have visible cuticles. I don't um, have knuckles that stand out. My hands are all sort of a a nice uniform color with with no splotches or, or cuts. And my fingers are also very, very straight. 
But the thing that really sets me apart is my ability to do things. Okay. So I can precision pour from different heights. And, you know, when you're doing a beer pour for like Miller Lite, you've got to pour the bottle in a certain way that the liquid all comes out in a huge, gushing, beautiful movement and hits the exact spot in the cup and twirls in a certain direction. Like there's a lot of little things like that. And in terms of setting down tiny little Coke cans or anything like that, got to set that down in exactly the same spot every single time. If it's a 16th of an inch off, it's going to be out of focus. So it's, it's honestly, it's my ability to manipulate products without getting in the way of the camera, the lights, the flags, and sort of, you know, being a contortionist to get my body out of the way while my hand's in there doing these tiny little motions over and over again. And my ability to hit the mark every time is what gets me a lot of work. Because like the job that I was on last week for director Jason DeSimone, it was this huge four-day commercial and uh, they actually needed a man's hand. And Wait, wait, wait. You were a a man's hands in this situation? Yeah. It's not my first time. <laughs> so this is common. So sometimes you're... It's you're it really? Okay. Yeah. And like you, you couldn't see my hands in the commercial at all. They were in gloves. But it was my ability to be able to hold the product really, really steady, apply the product, and do that for camera repeatedly. Those are the reasons that I get booked. It's so weird. I guess I didn't think at all about like the actual the movement body and posing yes. part of it. Yeah. Like that's yes. so weird. And like, okay, so how long in terms of hours, days or whatever does like a normal session take? There is no normal session. <laughs> Everything is completely different, which is one of the things that I really love about it. I absolutely have zero idea what I'm going to be doing usually going into jobs. A lot of times you don't know how long it's going to take. I was booked on a job once and told it was going to be four hours. It ended up being 16. Um, and that was not not due to anything that I was doing, but just they're doing all these other shots. There's doing There's a lot of stuff going on. And they never really know the hours. And some jobs can be an hour. I was on set once for 26 hours. You know, it's just you never, ever know. And in terms of like schedule, same thing. Never know. I could get a call right now saying we need you on set tomorrow morning. Okay. I, I've, I've gotten calls where they're like, we need you on set in an hour. What coast are you on? <laughs> and, you're just, and you have to just be ready to go. Hop on, hop on the train, throw the gloves on, go. Yes. (laughs) And which is the other important thing for wearing gloves a lot of times and keeping up my hands because I never know when I'm suddenly going to get a job, you know, and if my hands aren't camera ready, then I'm not going to get booked on that job. So that's the other reason, you know, got to think hands first and, and, (laughs) you know, take this like hyper view of of skincare and, and how my hands are looking, which... I grew up a tomboy. This was not anything I ever expected to be doing. I never had had a single manicure before my first manicure to see how my hands were after this agent discovered me. So, okay, so you weren't even interested in this at all before. I didn't know it existed as a job. (laughs) And now now you're pro. (laughs) Yes, I've been doing it full time since 2002. Okay. Okay. So like, what do you call one of these things? Is it a a session or a modeling gig? A hand job. Hand job. It is actually called a hand job. 
Well, yeah, because then, like, I've also done foot modeling work. <laughs> and see how weird that sounds? Foot modeling work. No, that's a foot job, hand job, face <laughs> job. You know, like, it's just so much... You you know, you don't even think about it after a while. Though when I do make a new friend, I'm like, oh, can't get to do dinner tomorrow. I got a hand job. They're like, well, huh? Yeah. And I'm like, uh-uh. I'm a hand model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quick quick clarification. I'm actually a hand model. Not what you think. It is. It's just a simplified term of, you know, instead of saying hand modeling jobs, just a hand job. <laughs> okay. That's, yeah, that's, uh, that's very surprising. Very funny. Um, yep. Going to take me a second to process that that's actually the it's industry okay. term. It's okay. <laughs> take your time. Take your time. Hey, you know, and the stuff that I do is usually the money shot of the, of the scene as well. Uh-huh. You know, got to show that hero product off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and then okay so in the world of hand jobs there's Mm -hmm. what there's tv commercials yeah television commercials editorials and advertisements so editorials are like vogue magazine and mademoiselle is something that is like a nail story okay those are editorials and then you have advertisements so like this company is booking you to be the hands on their handbag or or holding the product in the shot or like the sephora ads for the nail polish and then there's also tv commercials it's and it's things you don't even think about like i had never noticed hands before in tv commercials until i started doing this and then i started watching more of the commercials and sort of paying attention to it and it's like when that pizza gets picked up that's a hand model doing it when that beer gets poured that's a hand model doing it you know the manipulation of product in these tv commercials is what's my expertise you know and i do love the print jobs i mean you go in and you get a 50 million dollar diamond put on your hand and there's six guards around you making sure you don't run away and like (laughs) you hold your hand in and they light it beautifully and they take pictures and it's super fun and all of that but then like the tv stuff that's what i really love because you're trying to figure out like how do i get this shot done without my head being in the way without my body being in the way how do i make it happen and how do i make it happen quickly so one that I've always been curious about, mm-hmm. there'll be there'll be movies where like the actor or actress has to like play the piano or I remember that movie Drumline or whatever, where somebody's like playing the drums and it'll be a close up of their hands. Right. Is that you too? Are is that is like is are those fake are you like a hand double, like a stunt double? They do have hand doubles. I have been hand doubles before. Oh really? Uh, and well, Actually, it wasn't really a hand double because my hand was on his face, but I was the hands of Andy Sandberg one time. You were Andy (laughs) Sandberg's hands? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, when when were you Andy Sandberg's hands? It was an ad for the uh, New York Times, I believe. It was... uh, it was for his comedy troupe, Lonely Island. So it was the three guys in that, and they were sort of sitting around a table, and one, and they're all in suits and really nice clothes. And one of the guys has a huge gorilla hand on his hand. The other guy has um, the male hand model who is uh, the Tina Fey's hands on the, her book cover. He's really large, hairy arms. So he was this other guy's arms. And then I was crouched all day long behind Andy with my arm around his waist so that I wouldn't fall over. And my other hand just sort of coming up his sleeve and then just resting gently on his face. <laughs> and that's how I spent an afternoon, you know, just curled up behind him trying to get my head out of the way. 
and resting my fingers on his face. <laughs> so just quickly, though, you mentioned that you got discovered. Ah, uh, yes. And I would I would love to hear the story of like <laughs> what ha- getting discovered as a hand model is like. I was a theater major in college, and I was going to become an actress. So after school, I went to try and find out about headshots, you know, figure out how to start doing that, how to start getting in there. And I was talking with an agent, and she sort of, and I always talked with my hand, so I always gesticulate a lot and all of that. And she basically grabbed my hand and was just immediately stopped looking at my face. My, my head obviously didn't matter anymore. And she gets on the phone and she talks to somebody and she, you know, she's like, you have to go here and you have to get a manicure. And I'm like, um, no, thanks. I'm a nail biter. I don't really, never had a manicure. I'm not really interested in that. And she said, no, you're going here and you're getting a manicure. And I was like, I'm here about headshots. <laughs> and she said, forget your head, it's your hands. And I went, how what? And uh, yeah, I mean, because I'd never heard about hand modeling. This was not something they taught me at in you know the theater department at James Madison University. They didn't this wasn't, have a, this wasn't how to get job as hand jobs. <laughs> yeah, this was not an option for a semester class. And um, so I went and I I got a manicure and I came back and loved my hands and and oddly enough I got a job like a week later and it was a job where I was holding a cell phone and there was like the star of the job was this little girl and her face was looking at the camera and I'm the mom and I'm holding my hand down and I've got a cell phone in it so that was the basic gist of it and I was like whoa that was awesome took about an hour to two hours that was so cool okay I can go get another manicure this might be something really neat and then as I started being like oh wait there's TV commercials with hands on it. Like this is a job that people do more frequently than once every three months. And so I'm a dork and I sat in the front row of every class when I was growing up. My mom was a teacher. I can't help it. And I got a mirror and I started practicing in front of the mirror. Like what was your practice? Like picking objects up and stuff? Yes. Yes. Picking objects up, setting them down with my right hand, with my left hand, pouring with my right hand, pouring with my left hand, learning how my fingers looked by the way that they felt so that when I was in a shot and they put a white sheet over my head because that happens and I literally can't see my hands, I have to know what my fingers are looking like without knowing without seeing them so yeah you know because sometimes like they can see my face in the reflection on the chrome blender so they have to literally cover me head to toe in a sheet and just my hand sticks out (laughs) you can't even see your hand (laughs) my business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments then tap to pay on iphone and stripe came along and changed everything With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I have a lot of friends who are musicians, really amazing musicians. And I started watching some of the horn players and I was like, hmm, Look at their finger de- dexterity. Like, those cats can really move their <laughs> fingers. You know, what's going on here? So I got a book designed for flute players that for exercises that you can do to give yourself individual finger control. <laughs> and I used to do those on the subway. I'd be riding the subway just sitting there doing my little finger exercises like, hey, ignore, ignore the girl in the gloves doing weird things with her fingers. Can I and I and I mean this in the best way possible. Please, like you're kind of a nerd for this shit. This is- I am a nerd for this stuff. I love it. I love it. I love like the little tiny details. That we're like, oh my gosh, I gotta tell you one job that was not so cool. Yeah, I got booked on a job. My agent asked me if I was scared of animals. I said, heck no. I love animals. I love all fucking animals. Like animals are my favorite thing. And I show up to this set, and it's me and one other hand model. And I walk in, and there's a freaking baby tiger. Aw, is it baby cute? baby tiger. Cute is the understatement of the world. This thing was the most adorable thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I was through the moon. I was so excited. I mean, I was, I'm going to get to do a shoot where I'm touching a baby tiger. Are you kidding me? The yeah. little thing's growling and purring and pretending to roar. It was amazing and then they go oh oh, no 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 Ashley you come away from there because I'm like literally trying to climb in the pen with the tiger because I just want to be with it and they're like no 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 you can't do that your animal's over here and I'm like my animal's over where I don't see anything over there except a long flat rectangular box and they're like yeah your animal's in that I'm like what animal's in a long flat rectangular box Oh, no. Oh, God. There's only one thing I'm scared of. Snakes. Yep. (laughs) And they pulled out this goddamn huge, (laughs) glistening, ginormous, freaky snake out of this thing. And I can't be scared, you know, because animals sense fear and all of that. And also clients sense fear and... (laughs) My agent had booked me on this and I can't do a bad job for her. So I can't let the clients know that I'm seriously dying inside. And they take this thing and they wrap it around my arm and they and I have gorgeous red nails on that were like some custom color for uh, it was a Sephora ad, actually. So they have these gorgeous nails on and they have the snake's heads like in the center of my palm. And they're like, OK, Ashley, this is great. Just make the snake like, you know, look at the camera and stick its tongue out and go you know and then yeah. we'll have the shot and I'm like oh yeah I'm now a snake whisperer no I'm dying inside guys I'm dying <laughs> and I had to spend about four hours with a snake wrapped around me I love that, that there was the little kitten uh, when you walked in though that there's like a baby lion and you're like oh my god dreams come true <laughs> it was it was totally like dreams come true and then absolute Indiana Jones in the snake pit <laughs> terror but I got through it. 
and they didn't even know I was scared. And that's because you're a professional, and that's why you're one of the best fucking hand models. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to fucking die on that shoot, but hey, you know, we do what we got to do, right? Um, but in terms of, you know, my nerdiness coming out, when I, I first started, I had a very good friend who was also a foot model. And she and I, being both of us being very dorky, we decided that in order to make an impression when we went into these agencies, we were going to make hand and foot baskets. So we got these baskets (laughs) and we had a a candle that we put a sticker of my hand on it and a sticker of her foot on it. And we had all of our promo material, so our business cards and our comp cards. And then we'd put like... I don't know, hand and foot gummies or hand (laughs) chocolate bars in this thing. And we would spend our time driving around to all these agencies and we would drop them off on the front desk. Wow. And, you know, and it's like trying to think of like, what can you do that's going to make yourself sort of stand out a little more? So I started trying to think like, how can I brand myself so that when people think about hands, they think about me. And so So once once you got (laughs) into this, you were like, I'm going to be the biggest name in hands. I'm going for it. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I think I wrote down in like a journal, like, you know, after the first couple of months, it was like, I'm going to be one of the top hand models in the country and I'm going to work hard for it. Cause that's, that's actually something I'm really grateful for my parents for. Like they taught me like, when you want to do something, it's not enough just to be like, oh, I want to do this. You have to spend your time working on it. And like trying to figure out like what you can do to set yourself apart, what you can do to make the jobs go better, hence practicing rehearsals. All that sounds crazy, I know, practicing in front of a mirror, but it's really helped me in the long run. You know, trying to keep in contact with people, trying to then submit yourself out there too and not waiting for people to come and ask you to work. Just be like, hey, can I work? Hey, can I work? You know, like, <laughs> so you're just, hands. You're don't hand, you want them? Don't you want them? <laughs> yeah, you're a hand hustler. <laughs> I'm a hand hustler for the hand jobs. Come on, I'm a hustler. So, so now that be. you're like top of the game, now that you've mm-hmm. you've you've fulfilled the dream journal level, yes. <laughs> how much do these jobs pay? That is the other thing. Like the schedule, you there is no way of knowing. Some editorials can pay one hundred and fifty dollars for a full day's worth of work. Okay, television commercials are all covered under the Screen Actors Guild, so they're all determined by the union. So usually hands get double scale, which is about $1,000 a day, which is amazing per commercial. So if if you show up and you shoot one commercial, yeah, and then your agent takes 20% and taxes take, you know, there's all that sort of stuff. But the thing is, hands do not get residuals. So the face... I call them facies. Gotta love the actors. The facies. Oh, those are actors. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I do love the facies, though. (laughs) Um, But so... They, when they do a TV commercial for say, say, let's just use Miller Lite for an example. So they do a TV commercial for Miller Lite. Every 13 weeks that that commercial is running on the air, they're getting another paycheck Hmm. for the life of the commercial. So they get paid the day they come and shoot it. And then they get paid every 13 weeks that it continues running. But they can only do Miller Lite because they can't really be in a Miller Lite commercial and then go do a PBR commercial. You know, okay. So the can't have the same face, but so hands. So we get paid for the one day, okay, and then we don't get paid again. So I have had commercials that have run for years, and I've never made another dime on it. Hmm. But I can do Miller Lite, and I can do Coors, and I can do Budweiser, and I, you know, I could do all the different ones. It's still 
Like a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, hand models can make so much money. And it's like, yeah, they totally can. And I've had some crazy money making days, but then I didn't work again for three months. But like, what's like a crazy money making day? Are we talking well, about five grand a day? I, okay, I went in and I did this commercial for a, a body spray. And I was told, I was just booked. I knew it was a TV commercial. I knew it was SAG and I knew it was a body spray commercial. So I show up and they put it in my hands and I turn the top and spray it. Um, And it was a fun commercial to do. Everyone on it was really great. The hand positioning was a little awkward, but we made it rock. And I spray and and we get it. And they're like, that's great. Switch out the bottles. Do it again. That's great. Switch out the bottles. And this goes on for about two and a half hours. And we end up doing 13 Bottle, different bottles. Damn. I'm still not even thinking any, too much about it because I thought it was all for one commercial. The end of the day, so two and a half hours was how long it took, and then I was wrapped. They bring the contract over to me, and it was 13 different commercials, which meant they had to pay my day rate times 13. Wow. So you, you made like over $10,000 in a day? In two and a half hours. In two and a half hours? Yes. And I Fuck. really hope I get another job about like that again. That would be amazing. But the thing about it is, is people hear those stories and they're like, oh my gosh, you make so much money. It's like, but those jobs are not the regular jobs. Yeah. Those jobs, they don't happen all the time. You never know when they're going to happen, you know? And it's like, there really can be long gaps of time when there's no work. So it's like, you have to be able to budget your money when you make it and not Mm. like make it be like, I just made 10 grand. I'm going to Bali, see you later. Because, yeah. like, that's got to be your rent. You know, yeah. you have to pay to live. So it's like you, and you got to get those manicures. Got to get those manis, man. Got to get the manis. You got to get the manis. You know, Is it hard, though? Like, does that get to you to have such inconsistent work? It is very hard. Like, but I, it's also fun and exciting because I never know when stuff's going to pop up. And for me, Um, I've always had a a huge passion for photography ever since I was six years old and my dad put a camera in my hand. And so on the days that I was on commercial sets and I could honestly be sitting there for 14 hours before they even take me to set. So I started bringing my computer and I started taking, um, online photography classes. Huh? Yeah. And it was great. And I loved it. And so it was like my passion. I was getting to sort of focus on that because I was using my time wisely while I was on set. And now I've started doing photography on movies. Really? And yeah. And it it kind of works because that type of a job is sort of like you never know when those jobs are going to come up. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know this was a job. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I guess I fall into things that I didn't know were jobs before yeah, I started that's, doing I was them. about to that's say the that's, the part, that's the part yeah. that I love about this is you're like, I didn't know handball. Like you went to go try and be yeah. like an actress or, you know, get yourself out there. Yep. And they were like, you should be a handball. And you're like, I don't know that exists. Yep. And you're like, I exactly. like to do photography. And they were like, do you want to photograph people on set? And you're like, oh yeah. yeah, that sounds great too. Never heard of it. No, no, I didn't know that existed. But then like all the things that I had been doing on set for all those years where I was taking all those classes, because I took classes in everything because come on, you're on set for 12 hours a day. You can take a lot of classes like (laughs) waiting around. So I was taking food photography classes and portrait photography classes and still life and like all these random things that I never thought I would be shooting. And then when I started doing unit stills photography, it was like, oh, you need to go make a, a photo of that prop necklace. 
Well, I knew how to do that because I've taken these classes. Now you need to go do a portrait of that person. Now you need to capture this action scene here. And it's like all the training that I didn't know was training that I was doing while on these hand jobs ended up giving me the exact sort of base that I needed to get into unit stills photography. It's just sort of, I always feel like if you're open to the world and like you don't stop learning and you don't stop like trying to improve yourself and do things and like try different things, the possibilities are endless as long as you're open. I think that's a wonderful sentiment. I just want to say thanks so much for coming on to the show. Oh, you're welcome. You're a blast to talk to. Today's episode was produced by Matthew Brown. We'd like to thank Annie Chelsea for additional recording help. And if you dig weird work, tell a friend. Who knows? Your recommendation might be the final push they need to break out of their 9 to 5 and pursue their own passion. Then you'll really be raking in those friend debt residuals for years to come. As always... I'm Sam Balter, and stay weird, you coconut-oiled star children. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.